0: Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it, too. Neutrafol.com spelled dot com, with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and... Um, it's a podcast, okay. not a cast line okay. Your favorite person, Paul yeah, what's on board you know
1: what? I, I want to make it. They really knew how much you danced to that. Oh my God! It's the truth.
0: <laughs> we get so excited. God damn it! And the controls better work today. Ooh. Oh my Lord! I am having the hardest time. You know, I, I I'm I'm like learning technical stuff, but okay. I do have to say I am not the most technically savvy. And for some reason, my I think I just haven't deleted enough files, yeah. and then it will stop mid us recording, and Ooh. we'll be like, it's too full to continue. I'm like,
1: oh. we have some good shit going. On.
0: I know we always have good shit going. Uh, welcome to the Hate Rage Podcast. I'm your host Sarah Fraser along with everybody's favorite, Paul Wharton.
1: Oh, Paul. Hi, everybody. We here.
0: have so much to get to. First oh God, of all, uh, Tamron Hall, yes. who is a friend of Paul Wharton's, there's a ton of controversy, and I read the headline actually coming in this morning, mm-hmm. which was, uh, Black History Month is not off to a good start. Tamron Hall quits NBC over okay. Megyn Kelly. I want the inside scoop because oh. we all do. Okay. From you. you. Uh, we need an update on your assistant. <laughs> The last time you were on here, I was getting tweets from people about what was it? The
1: small calamari. I saw that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She overorders me.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I freaking, I absolutely love that. Who
1: has a $23 appetizer for lunch during the week? Not happening.
0: Oh my God. You gave it to her. Uh, (laughs) Also, this is hysterical. My intern, Irene, found this story. But if you own one of those remote controlled vibrators, I'll tell you what it is, and apparently they're not working anymore in public because there's just so many signals. Which <laughs> I just find this hysterical. Uh, so we have to talk about that. And I mean, honest to God, there's like a million stories. And, and just to give you always some motivation, a Zen master reveals the ultimate way to respond to haters, which oh God, I also I love. Because if a Zen master is getting hate, we're all screwed.
1: How do we respond to haters?
0: You know, here's the thing, and I think I think I've said this and, and you know this, right? I've been in mindful living therapy, which is mm-hmm. essentially a very Buddhist Practice right mm-hmm. for many, many, many years, like uh, for four years or four years now. And what you just begin to realize in therapy is anybody who takes the time to write you and mm-hmm. tell you how awful you are or whatever. I mean, it's all coming from self hate. It's all coming sure. from their own place of being envious or jealous or miserable in their own life. So most of the time, I mean, I'll respond because mm-hmm. I enjoy I enjoy people like yeah. listeners, and I love when people. I feel like people need to be less offended, right? Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. do not get offended if people don't like me or don't like what I have to say, but I find, and you've worked with Mm -hmm. many, many talents, I find in this business, we see it at Fox Five, for example, all the Mm -hmm. time, that um, broadcasting people have some of the most delicate egos. And it's like, hello, I I have this incredible job, right? We are basically talk show hosts. I have this incredible, I'm blessed to be Mm -hmm. doing something Mm -hmm. that 90% of the world would love to do, right? part of my platform is people being able to trash on me and say what they want to say and
1: absolutely
0: I learned a great practice in mindful living and that is you take the hateful comments in your hand you just open your hand and like almost like wind you just imagine the wind coming and just blowing that bad juju away Oh, that is so wonderful. and I just sometimes I hold out my hand and it's like a great reminder and I write the person back and I go I love your opinions keep them coming I'm sorry you, you know you don't like my face and I look like a horse bring me carrots next time and god bless <laughs>
1: I know right
0: <laughs> I do I don't care I mean I wouldn't it. the dream be the dream would be we have this mega mm-hmm, talk show mm-hmm. national television and people tweet us all the time about how you're not black enough I'm too white you know I'm mm-hmm. racist and I look like cow? I mean, right? That's the dream, right? Is we Absolutely. wake up and we're trending? Bring yeah. it on! Bring Milo Yiannopoulos, the guy who started all these riots at UC Berkeley, have you seen that? I mean, that's, that's the dream, right? Is your Milo.
1: I guess it is. Now, when does it turn into the nightmare <laughs> of, like, Donald Trump? I mean, do you know? Because that's like going over the cliff and then crashing through the earth down to the hell.
0: I think it, I think the Trump effect happens when you lose self-awareness, right? So I okay. think Trump does a really good job of trying to make it about the people. Like, I think he's a, he's a master entertainer, right? Mm-hmm. He's a master mm-hmm. circus master. Sure. He's great at making you feel that. like it's about you. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, so far— I think he's
1: great at making you feel like it's not about you. But I'm going to mention you because I want you to know it's
0: not about you. Well, ultimately, it's about me. I, yeah. Ultimately, I think it's about him. Yes. But I mean, you know, it's easy to become a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And it's, the more success you have, the more people you have going telling you oh my God, you're amazing. You don't need this person. You don't need that. I mean, I've witnessed it. We both lived it. Sure. I've lived it with radio stations. I feel like radio men are the perfect example of men that are very, very talented, but they get a little bit of popularity and then somebody's constantly feeding them like, you don't have to deal with these other people. It's all about Mm. you.
1: Okay, now this is therapy a day.
0: Hello. Hello. Anyway, <laughs> well, we have a ton to talk to. You want to start with a couple of um, pop culture stories, including sure. Tamron Hall? Sure. Okay, so like I said, I loved this headline. It was not a good start to Black History Month. as NBC is under fire after Tamron Hall turns down millions and abruptly quits the network because she had her time slot. Bumped for Megyn Kelly
1: Well I don't know that it's fair to say that she quit Now I don't know the exact Workings and this is all allegedly Um, I do know Chairman Hall A few years ago you guys might know I moved to New York For a relationship honey child The relationship was over before I unpacked my glasses (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my dishes are still in the
0: box. This was a terrible story because he was basically seeing somebody else, right? And he was like married Several to a woman. People. Still, yeah. He
1: had so much going on. We should prank call him. I know. It's funny. I just got a text from him just now. But um, Oh, delete. I know. So I stayed in New York for 14 months just because of my ego. <laughs> the Washington Post yeah, had written this story that Paul Wharton has moved on to New York for bigger, better things. And they didn't know that their relationship was going to be shit. So anyway, I stayed. So over that year, the, one of it. the best parts of that year was meeting Tamron Hall. So, I met Cameron at a birthday party. Um, actually, it was at Susan Taylor's house. Susan Taylor was the editor in chief of Essence magazine for many years. Okay. like iconic in the African American scene. Um, so, anyhow, she uh, now has a charity, but it was a birthday party for Michael Eric Dyson, who's actually on MSNBC and all these shows. He's an author an orator, oh, and orator and my him. godmother's husband.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So anyhow, that is birthday party, and I met Chairman Hall, and we just hit it off big time. Oh,
0: my God, I know. Well, everybody loves you, but... Well,
1: you know, I'm sure there are a few that don't, but, you know, we won't focus on them right
0: now. <laughs> no, we're not bringing them up. So I
1: will take credit for teaching Tamron Hall. Well, she came over to my house for Sunday brunch. That was our first date after, okay. after we got friendly. And I said, you know, come over on Sunday brunch. So, of course, knowing me, I'd go to New York. I didn't want to be like a normal Joe. So, I go to New York, move to Hell's Kitchen. I get this amazing apartment. Google the building, the Mercedes house. So, the Mercedes house is right on the water. It's on 53rd Street between um, 10th and 11th. And I had a 1,200 square foot terrace with nothing over my head. Just straight glass surrounded terrace. I had a sprinkler out there. I had a man. I put a blow up pool. But then I had a guy like do a border for me. What looked like a real pool. (laughs) And there was a pool in the building, but I had my own pool, a sprinkler, two bars. I mean, it was the bomb.
0: Oh, my God. I got to Google the Mercedes Oh, Google and I'll show
1: you some pictures. Okay. I'm living there. I have Cameron over. And, you know, I had nothing else to do but be real gay. And so that's entertain (laughs) and and make these elaborate brunches because, you know, I had no mans. I left my job at the CW to go up there. Oh,
0: my God.
1: So... Tamron comes over and I taught her how to make quiche, roasted potatoes. You lived here, yes. Totally. Yeah, that's not the most interesting uh, angle.
0: Oh my god, this place is stunning. Okay,
1: fantastic. So yeah. So um, anyway, I taught her how to how to make her quiche. And um, we just were friends ever since. But I remember before she went to NBC, the only recollection I have in terms of seeing how she flows in these kind of contract situations. Yeah, I was at her house actually, and she was saying at the time, um, I think she was, I think she was guesting on the Today Show, but she didn't. Okay, but she didn't have the full time gig. Okay. And I remember her saying to me, if they don't. Offer me this at like in like a week, I'm out. And she wow. and I believed her. You know how Oprah says when someone shows you who they are, believe them.
0: Like oh. Tamron had that about her that she was like dead serious. Uh, honey,
1: listen, <laughs> you put you know, put money on this honey, or I'm out. And wow. and they gave her what she what she deserved and she got it. So her walking away from millions of dollars isn't shocking to me because I think there's probably a pot of gold right around the corner.
0: You do I so. Do. You, okay. Uh, NBC says that they very much wanted Tamron to stay, and she was offered a multi-million dollar, multi-year contract, but she chose to go, according to a source. Um, Hall went out in style, attending a Dolce and Gabbana event at Bergdorf Goodman, and then having a midnight sing along with girlfriends after her last. <laughs> She posted a video on Snapchat in the back of her car singing a Four Seasons tune as she was basically out. So, do you think there's major problems, though, at uh, Today? Because I, I, I would never want to work there.
1: Well, I think that, you know, uh, the only thing I know about the Today Show is, of course, having chairman there. You know, I was on there once. Uh, last Yes, um,
0: recently, like a year well, ago. Well, like a
1: year ago, Christmas, um, doing a segment. She had a segment called Tamron's Tuesday Trends. Okay. So, you know, gifts, you could buy a gift, um, a teddy bear, and then they would donate three t- teddy bears to kids in need or, you know, like those Like whatever kinds of it gifts. was, right. Mm-hmm. Give it back to veterans and all that. So, no, it was a phenomenal day. John Cena was there. He was fabulous he looked great oh my
0: god is he really hot in real life
1: he's super hot he's so he just super hot and super cool when he oh. knew he was and then hoda comes running into the dressing room and she's like oh my god my dress is wrinkled and I'm like oh my god that's hoda it was just so, <laughs> so many they were, things.
0: They all seemed pretty cool. And you said even Al Roker was cool. Because, see, I'm not a big Al Roker fan. I think Al Roker must be a huge asshole. No, it's I just didn't, like what I think. I but... didn't
1: meet Al Roker.
0: Oh. It's very
1: controlled there. You go in. You go into I the bet. makeup room, which is completely separate from the set. And then when it's your, your time to do your segment, they come down and they take you up to do your segment. And you don't really see anyone else. You only see the people that are on set with you right then.
0: So you don't interact at all with the other talent?
1: No. Taryn was the only one I interacted I with.
0: I am I'm really fascinated by that because I just feel like there had to be so much more going on there behind the scenes. And I'm sure all those guys are like, I mean, that Megyn Kelly is there. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how people are really going to receive her. And I, I just, I don't know, to take away someone as beloved as Tamron. I mean, you saw the response on Twitter. People I know. Like, people are going not crazy.
0: Watching. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But do
1: you think people just do that anyway right in the beginning when they change yeah. changed? Yeah, and
0: then I don't think the ratings ever are really affected. I think okay. people will still watch. And people are going to be fascinated by Megyn Kelly's show. And I don't think anyone's going to stop. The yeah. only
1: thing is, now they have so many other options. Of course, they could watch Good Day DC if they're in DC. <laughs> but outside <laughs> from that, they could watch... They there was a chance. Um, They could watch... Good Morning America. It's true. Because they kind of have a good little flow going on over there.
0: Well, I wanted to get your opinion on that, but mm-hmm. I also want to talk about a couple other stories yes. uh, that are making the news and, and to hear your reactions to this. I, I, this one just came on the show prep, so I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but there was actually a moose found in a couple's basement, which I find to be incredibly terrifying. And at the same time, also, I'm like...
1: Okay, how did the moose get in the basement,
0: Sarah? Uh, Tell me. Well, so according to this news article, they said that it fell through a window. So, like, they had, like, a giant, like, glass kind of almost half, like, um, you know, sliding door window, but, like, this deck thing. So, it kind of comes. It ends up slipping, falling through, Mm -hmm. and then it actually ends up in their basement. And this was in Idaho. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? uh, You go downstairs.
1: Is that the story the been told? It, there was no bestiality going on here, right?
0: Oh, my Honey, God. there's a moose in their
1: basement. Oh, our, um, girl, it fell through the window. <laughs> it just it, yeah, it slid down the
0: wallpaper.
1: All right. Oh, okay.
0: my God. They say in Idaho, they've had a record amount of snow all over the region. In some places, more than four feet of snow have accumulated. Collapsing buildings have become a real danger. The snow wow. has also driven animals looking for food into towns. And this happened just over the weekend in Haley, Idaho. The moose was not intended to sneak downstairs it fell through a well uh, a window well into the basement according to a senior conservative officer there who had um, an, who had an incredible experience trying to get the moose out of the home they said mm. <gasps> oh my god there's
1: one of those moose heads on the wall maybe the moose saw that and thought hey you know let me get my groove on inside Oh, I Idaho.
0: Isn't this crazy? They said the moose was having uh, none of it when they tried to, like, corral it to go back outside. Charging the officer several times, the department reported. Um, Head of colleagues eventually had to tranquilize and sedate the moose to then get it out.
1: Wow. And it, like,
0: cracked all over there.
1: <laughs> I don't really know what to say about that other than it's just very odd that a moose could fit through a window well down into a basement. You know how the windows in the basement are so small?
0: Well, it must have been. I know I'm trying to envision what a window well looks like, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's fairly, it's fairly large. Um, UC Berkeley last night, protests turned incredibly violent. Did you follow any I of that? I did,
1: yeah. How mm-hmm. do you
0: feel about that? So Milo Yiannopoulos, by the way, is on the same podcast network as this Hey Fresh podcast okay. on Podcast One. But he's very controversial. He's a conservative, um, a conservative talk show host or pundit. But I also believe, and Irene, Irene's our intern, maybe you can Google this. I believe Milo Yiannopoulos was one of the first people ever banned from Twitter from like hate. Like, I think he went on an extra. I might be wrong, but I think. What did
1: he say to get him banned from Twitter and Trump's not banned from Twitter? I think
0: he was harassing people and specifically going after them, I think, on race issues. And
1: okay, we got that part. (laughs) Okay, check. Check. (laughs) Yeah. What else did he do?
0: That's a great question. I don't think he's on Twitter anymore. Mm. Irene's fighting out. Uh, 150 masked aggregators uh, ahead of Milo Yiannopoulos were protesting that he not even speak. Um, And Milo had to be carried out of there by security. He did not speak. And Berkeley canceled Milo Yiannopoulos' speech um, with a lot of contention. Do you think people that preach hate should be allowed to teach at college campuses? Should it be open to... You know, any, any one of us. Can I could see
1: how people that are paying their hard-earned tuition money, mm-hmm. people that have taken loans out that they will probably not pay back for ten or twenty years, um, how they could feel a certain kind of way about that kind of speech being preached on their campus, especially if that guy was collecting a fee. Um, I mean, free speech is one thing, but at a private, you know, or public university, I just don't think it's a good idea.
0: It shouldn't be allowed. No. Uh, Yiannopoulos, by the way, was banned and suspended permanently from Twitter uh, a day after he incited his followers to bombard Ghostbuster star Leslie Jones with racist and oh, demeaning that, tweets. That He's the asshole. one that's, that asshole. Oh
1: hell no! I don't <laughs> fuck with him.
0: <laughs> so that's who he is. That, I know. Uh, in other news, too, the Boy Scouts are going to allow transgender uh, Boy Scout members. Are you, I'm assuming, like all of us, you're probably in favor of that.
1: Absolutely, I'm in favor of it. I think it's it's phenomenal. Um, That's it's, a it's good great. big day for the I mean, me I'm Boy interested to, to see how uh, Trump supporters will react to that. I'm just wondering.
0: Oh, oh, I know, right? Because you think of, if you're in your mind of thinking of a true American staple, it's like the Boy Scouts. And then now... I mean, look, to me, anybody who wants to become an Eagle Scout, do you ever have a friend that became an Eagle Scout? It's a fucking pain in the ass. Who? I don't know anyone, gay, straight, transgender, whatever, who wants to go out and build a birdhouse alone in the woods for like 60 days. That's like what you have to do when you're an Eagle Scout.
1: What about merging the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts together? Just the Scouts. The Scouts. I mean, and you could have, you know, girls in one area to sleep and boys in mm-hmm. one area to sleep. But really, because it's going to help them in terms of dealing with the other sex, because that's what real life is. Real life isn't all boys or all girls.
0: But I think, was it, were you ever a Boy Scout?
1: No. <laughs> No.
0: (laughs) Never, huh?
1: I've never pitched a tent. I've only pitched a fit. That's it. (laughs)
0: That's it. Well, um, I think the whole point is that you kind of learn to bond Mm -hmm. as, like, women. And you learn, like, as women to kind of do something together. And same for men.
1: Well, let me tell you something about (laughs) my bonding experience with men. Excuse me. Um, I went to an all-boys school in the ninth grade called DeMatha. Catholic high school. It's here in this area. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, well, that was my, you know, the one time I was forced to be around all guys in terms of... (laughs) I mean, you know, like, because to me that experience for me, and I can see how it could work for a lot of people, but for me... It just, I remember feeling like, damn, I just wish there was a little more balance here. I need me some girls. (laughs) You know, I wanted some girls to hang out with. I always got a lot of comfort in having like the hot girlfriend, you know, not girlfriend, but you know, the hot girl that was my friend. And we could like wreak havoc on everybody. So I don't know. Like I didn't. My boy on boy bonding experience didn't turn out that great.
0: It's so funny because I went to an all women's college, and I do have to say, like in hindsight, it was a great education. But I totally missed the male interaction. I was like, this is super boring.
1: It was also a weird time in my life. I mean, in ninth grade, do you? Okay, I'm talking to two women here. I was gonna say, (laughs) you know how you get those spontaneous erections? (laughs) 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 Oh my god, I'm gonna overshare. I just feel like doing that. Oh please,
0: you always do.
1: We would be about to change class i would see the clock up on the wall the bell was about to ring i swear there was three minutes left in the class and i would like clockwork get an erection right before i had to stand up and walk to my next class i was mortified i just had to i sat there i would just breathe and i would just (laughs) think of just like white noise or just just like a blank slate i'm just like just just anything just get me out of this.
0: Oh, my God. it was really
1: just that time in my life. You know, you're a teenager. Your hormones are going crazy. My skin was horrible. (laughs) My dick was always erect. I mean, it was just... Absolutely. I awful. do recall
0: that there was a kid I felt so bad for him. He was playing a basketball game and mid game he just had this huge <laughs> erection and like but he kept running. I know. It was at West Castle High School. Everybody knows who it was. He's like he never lived it down. It was really it was so bad in oh eighth grade. God. I know. And he had like a full on erection. He was trying to like bat, he was trying to like dribble the ball and oh like. Oh my it god. Was you really know how those bad. basketball
1: shorts are. I mean, they really tell you business, don't they? <laughs> they really do.
0: Oh, oh my god. Um, all right, a couple other stories, then we have to get into how you're doing with your um sure. with your assistant. Uh Speaking of, you know what, we're on the topic of this. Uh, If you own a remote control vibrator, more um, owners of these are saying that they don't really work anymore because of all the interference with signals. This was a Reddit feed. Yeah, I, I've never tried one of these, but essentially a remote control vibrator is, you know, you, the woman, whoever, you have it on you in your pants or wherever yeah. you want it. and can then you run s- it from your phone? Well, you can run it from your phone. Okay. Or somebody else can run it from, yeah. like, battery operated, much like you would, like, a remote control car. Mm-hmm. But they're... Apparently, people are saying know, the signals don't work that well. well. Um, and they say if you have the app, oftentimes if you uh, if you're in a place where you're not getting good Wi-Fi, lots of people are waiting to get turned on, but then the uh, Love Sense Lush vibrator just doesn't work in public. So, sorry, there you go. Avoid that.
1: Okay, there's a
0: huge thread on Reddit about this of all the people weighing in on how it doesn't really work.
1: That's really interesting. I mean, I guess they'll knock it until you try it, but <laughs> you know. When are they going to come out with a a vibrator for guys? I know they have the, um, they have like the fleshlight, but do they have a remote control? They need to have that fleshlight where you can mount it. I mean, it could be like stuck on the wall or something or stuck somewhere. Maybe it could be wrapped around the headboard of the bed. I don't know. I just feel like guys are getting the short end of the
0: stick. You want a vibrator? There's got to be a men's vibe. I feel like there's gotta be.
1: I'm so in and out of there. It is so it's just like it's a it's a timely thing. I'm like, okay, let me look at the schedule. I gotta get my hair done. They're coming to my fitting. It's the truth. Okay. When do you
0: have time for that? Hey, Plus, I got
1: six minutes, honey. It's I mean, on
0: with my luck, I don't know. I feel like it would like mine would get stuck on go or something and it'd just be like buzzing from my pants. It'd be really weird.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you a just lot of just commitment. Just, <laughs> that would yeah, Oh, my God. Someone
0: turn it off. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, well, that's interesting. I hope you look into that.
0: We kind of touched on this at the start of the show, but if a Zen master is getting hate mail, you know the world is a scary place. Um, so, this Zen master is a Korean-born uh, gentleman. He says that he's encountered some harsh language over the years as he was developing and becoming uh, more into his Buddhist practices. Mm-hmm. He says that oftentimes he'd have people write to him and say things like, you know, I don't believe in what you're doing. Seems like it's true emptiness. Uh, And not only that, but uh, your teaching is affecting people in the wrong way. You should become Christian. Fuck you. So he says that he would respond. Mm. (laughs) He says the best way to respond to any hate, and I want to see how you feel about this, is when another person makes you suffer, it's because they are suffering deeply themselves within, which I totally agree with. I agree. And the suffering is spilling over. So they don't need punishment. They actually need your help. And that's why you should send a message of um, that's a mix of guidance, empathy, warmth, and wit. Do you think that's true?
1: I think that's 90% true. No, and ha- then that last 10% is get up in that ass. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, no, let get mean, up in that get ass. Get up in that ass means give them a little taste of their own medicine. Because like, when people do that to me, the first thing I feel is, oh poor thing. Things aren't going right for them or they just feel the need to get on and lash out. But I really can't think of a time that I ever take to Twitter or any social platform or go on someone's Facebook wall just to tear them down.
0: Me neither. I can't think of, I'm like, who has the time? Which right there.
1: beyond me not doing that on, on any kind of platform that would embarrass them i don't even really think about people that way other than there's one one big orange guy in particular that i just do not like him i don't like him
0: it's fine most people that listen to this podcast but aren't. other than that I don't really think
1: there's anyone that annoys me that much, and I'm walking around thinking about how much I don't like their face or I don't like the way they talk. I, I know. Just don't think about people that so way. So
0: you will engage with haters to some extent.
1: I engage a little bit with haters,
0: and yeah, and you just write them back. I, I like everything about this except I don't think if somebody is writing to you criticizing mm-hmm. your opinion. I think it's hard to engage and give them guidance in a conversation over email.
1: Oh, I'm not doing all that. Me neither. No, I'm not going to guide you. I'm just going to tell you. I'll tweet them back, you know, from some place that they want to be or whatever. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I wish them all well. Anything that you say back to a hater is going to get on their nerves.
0: Hero breads. Oh, my gosh. Chef's kiss. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Frazier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two, zero.
1: I'm wishing you love and light. Oh, fuck you, motherfucker. I need your <laughs> motherfucking light. I paid my life bill, motherfucker. You know I mean? It's like, okay, whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> then darkness and fucking pain. I wish you darkness and pain, you fucking shithead. <laughs> Sorry, where did that come from?
0: Oh, my God. Lastly, hey, I have a question for you. You know, I'm a super health conscious person. But um, according to Arctic Apple brand, it could be the very first apple ever. Are you giving me the Zen Mm -hmm. Buddhist? Oh, you're doing Valley. Yeah.
1: And I sip my carrot juice.
0: Yeah, sip that. Mm -hmm. Um, Arctic Apple says that it could be the first uh, cluster of apples that hit Midwestern grocery stores as early as this month and they're going to test contra, test this controversial apple which has a genetically modified element that will eliminate it from browning. I so, saw
1: this on the news.
0: What do you think? Would you try an apple that was genetically modified?
1: Well, I wouldn't because I eat mostly organic anyway unless okay, I'm all I'm like 80% organic and healthy and all that. I look like a total California person when I eat except when? When I want, like, a big old nasty piece of fried chicken.
0: Oh, yum. I mean, you yum. know,
1: if I'm going to go in, then I will go, you know, I will go all the way in. But I don't do that in-between stuff. So, no, I don't want my vegetables and my fruit genetically modified. I don't want them having pesticides. I will spend a little extra and get what I need um, for my body.
0: So they're saying that industry executives predict that the apple could open a whole new trade in genetically engineered produce, potentially opening the market to pink pineapples, antioxidant-enriched tomatoes, and other food currently in development. I think this is so scary and has to have consequences. Uh, They also go on to say, I think consumers are very ready for apples that don't go brown. Everyone can identify with that yuck factor. GMO critics say that they're hopeful, however, However, consumers will continue to show skepticism about the produce. And I agree. I feel like especially too, GMOs are completely banned mm-hmm. in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like when it comes to health, we should take more of their advice. Absolutely. So until, look, I, I'm not getting on the GMO bandwagon until they cure it. Until they, until Europeans adopt it.
1: I am with you, my sister.
0: I know. A lot of people say, though, that GMOs are not really actually all that uh, harmful to you. That it's just literally science. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, they're yeah, not I doing don't a good mind job of. My apple.
1: I mean, you know, I mean, we grew up on apples that turn brown. I mean, I'd eat the motherfucker. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, right. it's done. It's over with. Is
0: that really such a big problem? Of all the things that we need to worry about curing, that's it.
1: And as a gay guy that entertains, like the apple is just not a good garnish fruit, you know, <laughs> because it does turn brown. So I wouldn't. I don't. That's how use how you go them. with
0: the grapes. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Just
1: use things that don't turn brown naturally.
0: We need to know what's going on in your life. How's your assistant? Because like I said, I get amazing tweets about the whole calamari (laughs) thing. So do you still have an assistant (laughs) after that podcast?
1: Well, this is what I've decided to do, Sarah. Um, I think that I have become a bit dependent and relying on other people to like help me along in life.
0: Oh, I get it. Do you
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh
0: my God, completely. Yes. And I
1: think the calamari was like my aha moment. And I'm just kind of like, wow, with this comes all this responsibility and expense to keep these people that are supposed to be supporting me mm-hmm. in the manner of which they have become accustomed. <laughs> so I have just decided that I would rather I'm paying certain people to just help me and do the things I need them to do just for that moment, but I don't really want a full-time assistant right now. I need to be with myself with my own thoughts. I
0: agree. Get
1: my own thing done.
0: I agree with you 100 Fill 100%. my schedule up
1: and I don't want to be doing all that.
0: I could not agree with you more. And I feel like I have that tendency too. And I mm-hmm. usually have that tendency when I'm like making more money or like being crazy scattered everywhere. That's why I'm loving this part of my life, like mm-hmm. right now, like growing this podcast. And, you know, some months it makes money, some months it doesn't. It's like all a work in progress, mm-hmm. but it forces you to really do some work that yeah. you wouldn't normally do. Because, like, if I have a cushy radio gig and I'm making tons of money, then I'm always paying someone to do something and you become very codependent.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I remember my dad telling me a few years ago. He was like, "Well, son, you know, your time is better spent growing your business and doing things that make money, and then you let somebody else clean the house and somebody else do that." So I kind of took that three steps too far, and I do sometimes, <laughs> and started getting people to do every damn thing. And then I'm like, "I have all this extra time on my hands. Life is great."
0: So what are you? Yeah. What else are you doing in your life? Like, have you? Are you eliminating other things?
1: Eliminating uh, other things. Like
0: cutting back. Like so, you're getting rid of the assistant. <laughs>
1: Uh, what well, am I cutting back? Are well, you? I did laundry the other day. <laughs> okay, let me be honest about something. Now, listen, this is not people are gonna say he's so out of touch. I'm not out of touch. I know how to do laundry, but I've Please. always had I live in an old, old, old building. I think it was built in like 1881 or something. Okay. Like that. Okay. It's an old building, it's got a lot of charm. It reminds me very much of like Greenwich Village or something like that. But it's here in D.C. So, this is the deal. There's a laundry room downstairs in the building. Okay. Okay. I've never used a laundry room before. I always sent my laundry out to this thing called Wash Club D.C. Okay. I had this friend come in last week, my friend Timothias from New York, and I needed some extra towels for my guest. So, I decided I was going to go down to the laundry room to do this laundry. Well, anyway, I break out in a cold sweat. I didn't know where it was coming from. I was just, I was paranoid about going to this laundry room. I had this vision that it would be like an old school laundry mat, like that you see on TV, like on Good Times or something. And like some chick would be in there with the curlers on and the, the head this and the This is in your own
0: building. And You're the smoke
1: worried. at Newport. I don't know what I thought because I've never really ducked my head inside the laundry room. I was oh always God. like, ooh, laundry, I'm not doing it in a public, you know, situation. But I put my little bag together. You're so funny. I was, I was, I did have somebody on the phone the whole time. What, you were went, terrified? Oh, I didn't want to do it. I was like, oh my God, somebody's going to knock to me in the laundry room. Oh my God, it's going to be so weird. They're going to see my underwear fall on the floor. You know, it was, I don't know what it is. I just thought it was just too personal. No problem. You do it the laundry? It was without, uh, it was just, oh, and the laundry smelled so good. I mean, it was fantastic.
0: So That's amazing. Did that make you? First time. First time you've done laundry in how many years?
1: No, I mean, I've done laundry and other people like at my mom's house or something like that. But um, I've done laundry.
0: It's just first time in like a laundry room. It's
1: been a it's been a minute. And then, you know, before I did when I had my (laughs) old place that had a laundry room uh, laundry in the in the unit, I had somebody in there doing the laundry. So it's been a minute. But I go back the other night before I go to the Wizards game and I'm doing laundry and I put all the stuff in. I switch it to the dryer. No problem. I go back. All fancied up to get ready to go to the Wizards game to get my stuff out before I leave. There are like eight people in the laundry, honey. The the the, the drawers fell out in front of this <laughs> man. He, I said, oh, excuse me, he didn't say anything back. <laughs> this other bitch was looking mad. I was like, oh, shit. Uh-uh. Watch Club DC. Here I come.
0: Nope well, you to gotta self. really go on like off time. You gotta
1: go before 5 p.m. when people come home from work. That, that shit was scary. Okay? <laughs> so I'm not doing that anymore.
0: You'd also said to me when you came in today, you had some topic about the Wizards game or something you wanted to bring up?
1: I did. It? I, oh, oh, well, you know what's so interesting? <laughs> I'm like, what?
0: You did? Oh, yes.
1: Well, I go to The Wizards games a lot, okay. Um, uh, So, and I have a great experience. Now, I don't really know a lot about. It's so funny. This guy asked me, "Who's playing tonight?" This was like a couple weeks ago. I said, "I don't know the." um, What was this last week? I said, "I don't know." The Knicks are playing someone. I don't know what made me say that, but that was my reaction. Of course, they're playing the fucking Wizards. I don't know. The so Knicks you, are playing somebody.
0: You go to the Wizards game, and you didn't really know that they were playing.
1: No. It was just a momentary It was just, situation. L- like just a But I love the game. I sit right on the front row. Um, oh, I caught the ball last week. You did. I caught the ball. It rolled over to me. And you know Zach Leones is his father's Ted Leones that owns the team. Sure. So he was sitting right behind me. Isn't that something? <laughs> That's a read for your nerves right there. Oh, Zach! Oh, he's such a doll. I turn around and I just say, "Hello, Zach. How are things?" There's a read. He was sitting behind me. That's that's a affirmative action for your nerves, right? <laughs> Oh, black queen up in the front row that don't even know anything about basketball. And the son, the, the owner's son is sitting behind me. Okay. Now now we're talking. That's the way it should be. Hey, yeah, now exactly. we're talking, okay? Trump might have got in, but I'm still winning. So anyway, <laughs> let me bring it back. <laughs> so, oh no, God, I hurt. have such a great time. I caught the ball. And Zach told me, he said, you know, you should have held on to it a little longer. Because as soon as I caught it, I thought there would be some, everybody. Would, referee or something. I, I thought they would be like, "Get about the ball, you nut job. You know, so I just like, <laughs> you know, rolled the ball back out to him. But um, just I have a great time there. But it causes me, because in those seats, the drinks are included. Yes. And the food's included and the drinks are included. They have something called the AK Lounge where you go back to and, and then there's a um, cocktail server. So she comes and brings her drinks. And she knows I get a margarita with an extra shot of tequila on the side. That's my bitch. Ooh, that's your, that's, your that's bitch. a
0: good drink. <laughs> that's a good drink. So
1: she brings me the drinks, and I always have so much to drink there that I never want to go straight home. So I'm realizing I'm going to have to... I really wish they had a juice bar at the, at the games. <laughs> but I'm going to have to kind of reconfigure that because the games... End up being very festive, and then I end up having a really late night. So. so
0: too much to drink. Every time you go, you love the experience, but you end up drinking too much. Then you go out after, and then it just like costs you the next day. It's a
1: whole thing, right? It costs what me the are we going to do?
0: Because I know you know you you talked about you were very open on this podcast about how you were going to go drink free, alcohol free in January, and and you did for mm-hmm. a little while for like a week. I
1: did for four days. Four,
0: okay, four days. <laughs> I love you. And
1: then I went to New York. Remember, my friend had that medical emergency. And And I was celebrating the fact that she wasn't going to die. And so then I went to a bar.
0: Do you ever go out and have a drink and just try, like, one drink or two drinks or, like, and just nurse? Like, nurse? Well, you know,
1: you and I talked about this, and I really maybe want to bring you one as my accountability partner for that. Yeah, okay. It'll be like Weight Watchers points. (laughs) You know, I mean, really. And we will say, okay, Paul, a glass of wine. Uh, is one point. Okay. Okay. A, uh, vodka soda is two points. Okay. Um, a Patron Gimlet is three points.
0: And you only have five points.
1: Okay. For what? A, the whole night? A, or is that oh, too many points? okay. A night? Yeah,
0: that sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> How many points right now, if you're going by your math, do you usually consume?
1: If I'm going by my math? Okay. Don't judge me. Uh, we won't. You want me to be honest? Because yeah. one thing about this podcast is I'm points. very honest on this podcast. Yes, that's all you should. No, wait, on a, on what kind of night? What kind of set the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> set the scene. The what Wizards am I hoping game. to come out of this night? Oh, the Wizards game. Okay, so I will have uh one, two, three, four. I might have four of those margaritas there.
0: Okay, so yeah, alright. So we're like
1: and then we're at uh, 12 points. Okay. And then I will go somewhere else and then have two, and then I might go somewhere else and have nightcap or two more, and then one nightcap somewhere else. All right,
0: we're at 20. (laughs) Oh,
1: shit. (laughs) You knew the answer. Why'd you have to ask me to break it down in front of all these people? Embarrassing me like that. (laughs) I
0: will come. I'll come with you.
1: So accountability partner means that I get six points in a night. I upped it one because it's got to add. It's got to be divisible by three. got to do the math, right? All right. By three. Okay, so I could have two margaritas in a night. Yeah,
0: we can do this. Or
1: I could have six glasses of wine that's a lot
0: that is a lot
1: so five yeah hmm. <laughs> but this bar that i go to has two for one between five and nine so that wouldn't work no. for the margarita. you got to get the same drink twice we
0: have got to oh my god i totally want to we got to work
1: on this sorry by the
0: way do you have you ever played basketball in your life
1: math. um i've played in my life because
0: i think it would be hysterical if you and i did one-on-one
1: i think we should absolutely <laughs> do that when I was growing up, um, do you believe we How used to go to West we? Virginia every weekend? You Can you did? imagine?
0: Uh, no, I can't.
1: We had a log cabin in the mountains in West Virginia that my dad built. And we would go there and we had like um, a big pond and, you know, it was all this wilderness and all this kind of stuff. And uh, we had a basketball court.
0: I could see you maybe being pretty good at basketball.
1: I was pretty good. I'm very competitive. So once I get in the. Really? Oh my
0: God. We got to do this. Okay.
1: You're going to challenge me to basketball?
0: Yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll do it one on one. I used to play basketball in high school. Why don't we
1: challenge each other to a tennis
0: match? Oh, okay. And
1: a basketball tournament. Now, what is this? Are we just playing horse? I mean, what's up? (laughs) Come on now talk to me in terms I do what do you think should
0: we do horse or should we do do like <laughs> 15 minutes one on one. 50 or 15? 15 minutes well, you want to play 15 minutes one on one one, one? one of one
1: us falls <laughs> and breaks something that wouldn't be good. <laughs>
0: We're not that, no, old. that old. Yeah we no, won't do old, like really bad full contact right we just won't we'll just like guard each other right and and you know you can you can put the hand in the face but you Are can't you like dead? check people.
1: Are you I like a I secret basketball that, in of, undercover I WNBA no. player? I know you, you. You consider like getting down with the girls. <laughs> so is yeah. this one of your things? I'm,
0: yeah, absolutely. Please, <laughs> could you see me? Like, what if I dated a WNBA player in the next year? Could you see me? Like i doing that. Do you think I'm kind of gay?
1: Um, no, I don't. I don't. I really don't think you're kind of gay.
0: But oh, I think that you're just bad. very
1: kind, and lipstick you're very you're open to it. Lisp, lipstick lesbian. Yeah. I could see you on the sidelines, on the front row of the court. You could be like the me of the WNBA, just sitting down there, completely clueless. By the way, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony the other day, he ran right up to me. I think he was. I think he was looking at me. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think he was looking like, who the fuck? What is going on here? I mean, you know, because it's the whole thing.
0: Well, please, right
1: there in living color. Legs crossed, <laughs> fingers snapping in the air. Get it, get it, do it, squash them, alright, go home mix, you know like. <laughs> I am like the butcher's queen. Like It's like a crazy mix of all of that. Me at the basketball. Oh my God, events.
0: you are endless entertainment. I can't even believe we have to wrap this up. Uh, look, it's really over? quickly. Yes, DCImprov.com. We oh have God. a live show, February
1: 24th. February 24th. Get your tickets. I don't care if you have to fly in, take a bus in, yeah. stay the night, make an weekend of it. We're going to have two shows, right? Maybe.
0: Um, we, yeah, we're hoping. We're almost sold out the first show. Oh, so you need to get tickets now. DCImprov.com. Hey, Frage Paul. And I are guest hosting. We sell out the first show. We're going to add a second show. Um, and it's going to be a gonna crazy have night. so much
1: fun. Oh, and whatever you so guys want to talk about, please email in to Sarah and we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Please, please, please. Because I have two really quickly yeah. um, things I want to get to. So this is from a listener who wants our advice. He okay. says, Hey, Sarah, I want to ask uh, this young lady out on a date. <gasps> this is the thing, though. I am super shy, and that's a problem. I've only been able to say hi. And that's it to this woman. I feel like a complete loser because I can't ask her out. Any suggestions in what I should do? Um, I know I need to man up, ha, 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 but I'm in my late 20s and I just never have been able to really ask somebody out face to oh face. my
1: God, I wish he would come to the live show. I wish he would somehow tell this yes. woman that he's got these two tickets to this live show at the DC Improv and just ask her if she's available. And now is a good time because nobody has really made plans for their weekend that far in advance, I don't think. Right. So right? you could
0: totally do it.
1: Sir, if you're listening, please. I mean, I will buy one of your tickets. <laughs> please. You buy one and I'll buy the other one. No, if he could bring this woman to the live show. How great would that That be? would be phenomenal.
0: Oh, and my God. I know. And then he could ask her. Because my, my whole advice to this was going to be is like, I, I feel like with anything, right? If you're nervous in a work situation or dating situation, you have to think of the first ones as almost like throwaways. Like almost yeah. like I'm just going to. Even if I stumble through the words, if I can't get it out, if she says no, like almost prepare in your mind, this probably won't go well, but I'm going to see it out till the end. Yeah. Because each time you do it, it becomes smoother, better, the delivery. So like, just go, write out what you're going to say if you're that nervous, rehearse it a couple times, go up to her knowing, okay, I'll probably fall on my face. Hmm. But once you get the first one, second one under your belt, then things get easier.
1: But if he's been able to say hi to her, I think for me, it's about planting seeds because there is a step Ooh, up to advice. asking someone out. You have to realize the situation that you put the other person in. If somebody that's a complete stranger asks you out, you almost feel like a creeper saying yes. Do You know, you feel desperate. You feel like, oh, my God, Ooh, okay. do I have any morals about me? So you got to plant those seeds and you got to step up to that. So just start with the small talk. Every time you see that person, it starts with hi. It says, hey, how are you doing today? I like Did you that. have a nice weekend? How's your day going? You know, what's going on? You know, then you, then they get more comfortable with you. And then by that fourth small interaction, you can say, hey, what are you up to this weekend? I'd love to, uh, you want to hang out for a cocktail?
0: Oh, my God. That's a good, be- I like that. That's yeah, even better advice. All right, you know what? Screw my advice. That was even better. <laughs> 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 um, and last. I got this really sweet email too. You can always email me sarah at hayfraige.com. Um, and you can follow both of Paul and me on social mm-hmm. media. I'm on hayfraige under Twitter and Instagram, hayfraige show on Snapchat.
1: And I'm on Paul Wharton on Twitter and Paul Wharton Style on Instagram.
0: And then also I wanted to read this one. It says, Sarah, I just heard you on the Tony Perkins show featuring Gary Stein, and I have to say I loved you on it. I loved you the first time you went on, and hearing you a second time was an absolute treat. I also don't send many fan letters, so I really don't know what else to say without seeming creepy. So I guess I'll I'll end it here. I think you're awesome. And I'll definitely wow. be listening to the Hey podcast more. Well, thank she you so needs much.
1: To come to the live show. She's awesome.
0: I know. And by the way, I was going to tell people I did just do a guest um, a spot on Tony Perkins' show, which you can Google on iTunes. So if okay. you want to listen to Tony Perkins, he's been a big supporter. So there you go. That's
1: fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Oh my God! Thanks, Please. For that lady.
0: See you next week. And we need to. I feel like we need to prank call some people next week, like you and me. I feel like we need to get up to Who some we call?
1: Who do you guys want us to call? You guys know who we deal with. Well,
0: here's my question to you guys. Because when I was just at this funeral, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and there was, I know, it was super sad of it Dan's was... cousin who passed, right? But there was a guy there, and I'm, his name was Joe. I, I won't say his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, but he alleges that he was engaged to, met and was engaged to a woman on Tinder, but she was in a cult, and she was actually storing his semen and then selling it on the internet for people to perform rituals. Okay, wrong do time,
1: wrong place. He said all this at the funeral? Completely. Let that man have his moment. I cannot believe you brought that shit up. We need where, Where's a housewife when we need her? Wrong time, wrong place. Wrong time, wrong place.
0: So my question to you all is, I keep saying to Dan, I want to call your friend Joe and have him on the podcast because I don't think that, that people are really going to believe this. And Joe swears that it's completely true.
1: Wait. She was selling his mm-hmm. semen. He, did, did he know that he was? <laughs> he, what did he think was happening with it? So
0: he alleges that she would go down on him and yeah. then go to the bathroom, and he would not hear a toilet flush or a sink, you know, start or whatever. So she didn't he even just rinse their dis-
1: mouth out out there. Jeez,
0: <laughs> get this.
1: <laughs> That's determination. So
0: he ends up finding out. He ends up opening the medicine cabinet one day and finding these little um, containers, these little Mm-mm. cups. He lost me there. Uh, yeah. Do you think Mm-mm. it's not true?
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: You think it's a goddamn lie? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, now, I you didn't say goddamn
1: h- lie. She did, <laughs> but I don't think. I mean, you lose me there. So the woman is not telling you what's going on, and then yet yeah, you open the medicine cabinet—the most obvious place.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and his team was. You don't want people story. to see.
1: You don't. Having a medicine cabinet. It gets
0: this story gets better though, and that's oh, why I Jesus. feel like should we have this guy honestly batch it? He says that he then went to a Catholic priest who perform like a mini exorcism on him exorcism on him to get rid of his the bad juju and demons.
1: You got anything on that? <laughs> Wait, when did this guy say this? At the repast?
0: Yep. At the few, uh, literally, this was at the viewing. This oh was God. at the viewing of this. Do you think this is like believable? No. Well, I'd love All to right, have him right. on okay. so
1: we can see. Can we have a lie detector guy on too? Yes,
0: we that should hook this guy up for lie detector.
1: Should I go to Boston tomorrow morning?
0: <laughs> that's tonight yes. at five.
1: No, oh, that's tonight.
0: Virginia tomorrow at seven. Richmond. Yes.
1: I don't want to go there. Who does? Okay. <laughs> We'll tell them what we're talking about next time. (laughs) All right everybody,
0: we'll see you next week. Email us. You want more Paul Wharton? Follow him and then also let me know. Sarah at hayfrage.com. Bye everybody. Bye, we love you. you. School shooting,
1: Russian drone. I'm Tim McGuire with an AP News Minute. Police in San Bernardino, California say a man went into an elementary school classroom, shot and killed a woman and wounded two students before killing himself. Police Captain Ron Moss says it does not look like the students were actually targeted. We believe the two children were the unfortunate recipients of injuries in, by being in proximity to the female at the time of the incident. The two are listed in critical condition. A senior official says the U.S. is certain Russia knew in advance a serious chemical weapons attack last week. The official says it took until today to confirm a Russian drone was flying over a hospital, treating those injured in the attack. Hours after the drone left, the hospital was bombed by a Russian-made jet. New Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch says he's proud to fill Antonin Scalia's seat. I won't ever forget that the seat I inherit today is that of a very, very great man. I'm Tim McGuire.